0: You. I'm going to show you how to operate in the spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your son said high? Does your son set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to another episode of Happy Life. I hope we're helping you make your life happier, uh, your friends and your world around you. I'm hoping you're you're sharing the podcast or it's helping you and you're talking to other people about what you've been learning because uh, we really can't get to happy without others. And that's why we're Happy Lifers. That's why we're more than just podcast listeners. We're We're a community. We're people trying to make the world happier you know, Donald Trump wants to make America great again. Well, I think to make America great again, you got to make America happy again. I've talked about this before, but I just want to touch on it one more time because we learn a lot through repetition. But think about it. When are you the best? It's when you're the happiest, right? When you're happy. When, When I'm down, when I'm depressed, or when I'm over into myself, I'm always just thinking about me. But when I'm happy, I'm thinking about other people. And man, imagine what the world would be like if we thought about other people more than we thought about ourselves. And I think a big key to that is to learning how to get and keep happy. So with that thought in mind, I want to touch on something here. There's a book written about 20 years ago called The Five Love Languages. And there are five different ways that we express love to people or that we like to have love expressed to us. And I remember a funny story, my wife and I, man, we were like opposite of each other. I mean, the five love languages, let me see if I can get them here. It's it's words of encouragement, it's acts of service, uh, gift giving is one, quality time is another, and physical touch is the fifth. Well, my wife and I were opposite each other. Um, I'm a I'm a words of affirmation kind of guy. I like encouragement, but that doesn't do a whole lot for my wife. She's she's more like um, you can say whatever you want, but if you want to love me, then then help me clean or or do acts of service for me. She's acts of service. So we were opposite each other. So in the beginning of our, our marriage, um, you know, it took us years to to finally figure this out. And this book has helped a lot of people. Um, I've never read the book completely, but I know the concepts of it from people who have read the book and I I follow the concepts ourselves. Like I said, my wife and I, I remember when we first got married and I thought, you know what, let's have a dinner at home and I'll get a movie and we'll have a a nice romantic dinner and then we'll watch the movie together and uh, we'll love each other that way, you know, and uh, we'll see where that leads. (laughs) Of course, that's what a guy thinks, right? But we had the dinner and then I went out to the living room. And I grabbed the VHS. Remember that? It's a it's a great big VHS, and it goes in a VHS, a VCR, and a never mind. I'm <laughs> Look it up, Google it. Anyway, we got I got the movie, and I we finished supper, and I immediately left the the, the table because I was so ready to to you know go to the next step. I'm going to love my wife, right? So I got some movie like Sleepless in Seattle. It was some chick flick. You know, I didn't get a movie that I wanted to watch. And I found out later on my wife, she likes sci-fi. She likes action and adventure more than, more than I do. Um, I, I think I like more of the chick flicks and she likes more of the, so <laughs> it was all wrong from the beginning. But um, so I, I immediately leave the table and dishes and everything. I just leave it there and I and I go and I, um, I put the movie in and I'm on the couch and I'm waiting for my wife to show up. while I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We're watching and we're waiting on the edge of our seats anticipating. And I just hear her in the kitchen just banging pots and pans and dishes and and i'm, I'm thinking what's going on babe you know I'm, I'm i got i got a movie here so let's watch the movie let's relax leave the dishes for later and but she won't leave the kitchen well i'm thinking if my wife loved me she'd come down and sit on the couch next to me and watch tv with me you know and meanwhile my wife is thinking how can my husband just leave me with all these dishes? I spent all my time cooking this meal because she's acts of service, right? I spent all this time and cooking this meal and he's just gonna leave and leave all these dishes on the table here for me? So now she's in the kitchen and she's doing dishes to try to love me. I'm sitting on the couch by myself, waiting for her to come to the movie to try to love her. And in the meantime, we're both thinking the other person is not loving the other person. Does that make sense at all? You know, when we realize that our love languages are opposite each other, it makes complete sense. I was trying to love her by physical touch and words of encouragement, by snuggling on the couch and watching a movie I thought she'd like, and she's trying to love me by cleaning the dishes, and when I don't go and help her clean the dishes, she feels unloved by me, and when she won't come and sit on the couch with me, I feel unloved by her. So the love language is we were both loving each other tremendously, and yet we are both feeling unloved by the other person because we're speaking a different language. I remember one time in a a job I had, I called up an expert in my career and I just said, man, I I just, I need encouragement. You know, I, I do so much better with encouragement. You pat me on the back. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do way better. You know, there's coaches out there that they've got different players. You know, and some players they've got to challenge them, grab them by the jersey, and and get in their face and challenge them. Go out there and tell them they're not doing their job right. Other other players, you got to come alongside, put your arm around their shoulder, and say we can do this. And you got to speak encouraging words to them. And if you try the opposite with the wrong player, it's not really going to work for them. And so I'm going to do way better when someone comes and puts their arm around me and says, let's go. But I, I didn't have a community around me that the people I had around me, They that wasn't their love language. They weren't encouragers. And so I, like I said, I called up an expert in my field and I said, what do I do here? I need encouragement, but I, I can't, I, I'm not getting it. And this this person gave me a great piece of advice. She said, if you want people to encourage you, then you need to encourage them. You need to build a community Of encouragement you need to start doing what you want them to do for you but not you don't do it so they'll do it in return you do it because you just want to encourage them so I did I developed a community of encouragement I started encouraging them and it wasn't long before they started encouraging me and at that point the job that I was doing just got way better because we developed an an attitude of, of encouraging one another you know there's a an old statement out there that says you reap what you sow. It's actually from the Bible, uh, the book of Galatians, chapter six, verse seven. It says you reap what you sow. In other words, you know, I mean, we all know what that means. It's it's been a, a statement that we've been using, you know, in our world, you know, since we're children, probably. Um, or, or many of us have probably heard it many, 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 many times throughout our life. But you know, if if you plant, you know, a pear a pear seed, you're not going to get an apple tree. And a farmer doesn't plant wheat and hope he's gonna get cotton. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, you you reap what you sow. So I needed encouragement. I started planting encouragement and I started getting encouragement back. But here's a real important key to, to live in a happy life. We reap what we sow. If we wanna be happy, we have to sow happy. We have to help make other people happy for ourselves to be happy. You know, when I when I read the Bible, I read a whole bunch of different translations because every translation isn't written just by one person. One person goes to the original language and which is Greek or Hebrew and uh, they go to that original language and they study that language and they know that language really well and they they interpret that language into English and then they take take it to a whole panel of theologians and the theologian just pick that thing apart and this goes on and on and on for years until they finally come up with the translation. When an investigator goes to investigate a crime or an insurance person goes to investigate an accident what do they do they get they talk to as many people as possible that's why when you when you see an accident happen you're supposed to stop and wait for them so you can give your input because the person from this side of the street is going to see it different from the person from from that building over there from that floor up there or person that is in this car is going to see it a lot different than the person that was in the other vehicle because that's how it works. You you want to get as many angles as possible, as many viewpoints. And that's why I love to read a bunch of different translations of the Bible. They're all going to the same original Hebrew text for the Old Testament, and they're going to the original Greek text for the New Testament. It's just different ways of saying the exact same thing. And I, I love the message translation. I love the... A new international readers version, just because it really simplifies it to me and it it makes sense to me because, you know, you reap what you sow, that's obvious. I mean that that makes sense. But listen to how the message translation says it in Galatians chapter six verses seven and eight. it says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, exclamation point harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. Happy life, right? Well, happy life wasn't in that translation. I just added that. But isn't that what real life is? Isn't it happy life? When we plant selfishness, when we plant anger or a lot of these things, when we plant that, you know, I just read it there. It says that we get back a bunch of weeds and it's hard to live a happy life when I'm wading through weeds all the time. It's hard to get a harvest of happy when I sow seeds of discontent. Well, let me put it this way. It's hard for me to be content, which is another word for happy. It can be translated as happy. Paul said in Philippians that I've learned to be content. That is the same word for happy. You look it up, you can translate that word as happy. I've learned to be happy in every situation. So it's hard to be content when I sow discontent. And so I'm bringing the main point of this whole podcast right here at the very end, which is if you want to be happy, start sowing happiness. If you're on social media Man, some of the posts that I've been seeing from people that that are calling themselves believers or godly or whatever, and they're just mean posts. They're just they're trying to prove justice. They're trying to this is my president, this is not my president. And I'm thinking, you know what? If we get involved in that, because I tell you, when I start to read some of those posts, I get angry too. And I'm not gonna tell you what side I'm on, because that doesn't matter. The point is, people put out posts on purpose. I've got kids that were in my youth ministry that are adults now that I really enjoy, but I read the posts and they make me angry. I get riled up and I just want to fire something back. And like I've said on other podcasts, um, I have my wife and even a really good friend of mine that I trust very deeply You read my posts before I post them. Because when I get worked up over something, I, I rarely ever post something when I'm emotionally charged because it's going to... I don't know, it. it, it can't. I got to let them read it first before I post it because I don't want to make somebody's life more unhappy. And sometimes when I'm jacked up, when I'm super excited or I'm super angry, man, I'm going to post something and I'm going to sow seeds of discontentment. So some of these people are just, they're just looking for a fight. It, you, it's That's the opposite of trying to be happy. If you want to be happy in your life, now you're going to get a little bit of a, a feeling when you post something on and you just throw some jab out at somebody. And you know what? Anybody can be brave behind a computer. I mean, I just don't get that. You know, they're bullying people behind the computer and you're going to get a, a shot of adrenaline. You're going to get a shot of something like there, boom, you hit that enter button with flair and you're like, there, take that. And you're going to feel good. But that dissipates pretty soon and pretty soon you have to keep doing more to, to fill that, fill that, uh, adrenaline that, that, but that's not a happy feeling. It's a feeling that gives you a shot, like a like a temporary shot, but it's not going to last. It's not happy. If you want to be happy, you gotta stop posting junk online and you gotta start posting happy online. Man, there are so many times I wanna make a statement, but I'm making it from a, a In from a negative angle, you know, even stuff as simple as instead of saying, don't do this. Well, don't is a negative term, you know, and marketers, they'll usually not say don't unless they're trying to do something special. They won't say, don't do this. Instead, they'll say, do this instead, because it's a positive way. And, and it's just easy to get negative. And there's so many people too, that, that want to quit social media because of it. But I I tell you, this is, is, that's not the answer either. You know, you don't overcome evil with good. And I'm not saying that bad posts are evil, but there's a principle here that you don't overcome negative by just dropping out. You overcome negative by being positive. And I've got some friends on my Facebook that every time they post something, I want to go to it because it's always positive and it just makes me feel happy. So number one, when you're on social media, use social media to be positive. Use social media to plant happy and not negative. And number two, don't quit on social media just because other people are using it to bring sadness. Instead, use that to encourage you to use social media to bring gladness instead of sadness. And if you're not a big social media person, um, like my mom, she's not really on social media anymore and it's hard for her to do it. Well, just say social, take the media out. I mean, we have our own social media, right? It's called analog social media. It's called a handshake. It's called neighbors. It's, it's, it's called workplace. You know, we, we've got analog social media. We can include this in our everyday life as well. It doesn't just have to be in social media. I just, I've been seeing social media posts and I just wanted to encourage us that if you want to be happy, then make somebody happy too. That's why I love, I just, there's so many songs I could play in this podcast and, and for the ending, it's not that I'm afraid to put together a different ending because putting together endings, I, I enjoy doing that editing and all that type of stuff. I enjoy that. But there's just something about Jimmy Durante's make someone happy and you will be happy too. I mean, I keep coming back to that and I will continue to keep coming back to that because it's one of the main points of happy life. You reap what you so, So don't sow selfishness because you're going to get weeds. Don't sow anger or bitterness because you're going to get weeds. If someone has hurt you, throwing something out there that's, that's bitter is not going to help the situation at all. So sow gentleness, sow compassion, and you will reap a harvest of happy.